Luke chapter 12, verses 35 through 59. Stay dressed for action and keep your lamps burning and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast so that they may open the door to him at once when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will dress himself for service and have them recline at table and he will come and serve them. If he comes in the second watch or in the third watch and finds them awake, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the master of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have left his house to be broken into. You also must be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for all? And the Lord said, who then is the faithful and wise manager whom his master will set over his household to give them their portion of food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that servant says to himself, my master is delayed in coming and begins to beat the male and female servants and to eat and drink and get drunk, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect them and in an hour he does not know and will cut him in pieces and put him with the unfaithful. And that servant who knew his master's will but did not get ready or act accordingly to his will will receive a severe beating. But the one who did not know and did what deserved a beating will receive a light beating. Everyone to whom much was given of him, much will be required. And from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand the more. I came to cast fire on the earth and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on, in one house, there will be five divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you say at once, a shower is coming, and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? And why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? As you go with your accuser before the magistrate, make an effort to settle with him on the way, lest he drag you before the judge. And the judge hand you over to the officer and the officer put you in prison. I tell you, you'll never get out until you have paid the very last penny. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Jackson, Ooh. it's not all peachy in the book of Luke and mm. in the preaching of Christ. <laughs> so we have a, you know, these are, these are some heavy words. And, you know, again, we see sort of the, the levels of God's judgment. Um, you know, this to everyone to whom much was given, much of him will be required. Mm. And then this really sort of head scratching passage that Jesus did not come to bring peace on earth, but division. Mm. And, and he talks about these households that will be divided over him. And, you know, then there's, he, he talks about the end times and um, then settle, like settling with your accuser, which kind of seems like an interesting place to land this. Right. So 
What are what are your thoughts on this passage as we begin to work through it? Yes. My mind more so settles on those the that that first parable or really two parables kind of contained within one another. Um you know, it's an interesting question. What if you knew the future? You know, that's kind of the the storyline of a lot of uh, popular movies. So mm-hmm. you think of Back to the Future and, mm-hmm. and Biff and the Almanac. And it's like, what if you knew the future? Like, what if you knew when Bitcoin was going to blow up? And like, what if yeah. you knew when to get out of Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah. Like, how would you think differently? And how would you structure your life differently? Um, you know, even that mental exercise, you know, when I think about knowing the future, usually I think about it in terms of like, how could I get as wealthy as possible? Mm. But, you know, here in Luke 12, we're told the future mm-hmm. and, and we see that living in light of the future has profound consequences, both positive consequences and negative consequences. And the future is, is that the son of man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Yeah. Like the Christian life is one lived in anticipation of the day, mm. the day of the Lord. And so Luke is using parables here to say, you know, it, it's like your master goes off to a wedding banquet. It's, you know, one of these three, five day wedding banquets. And you know that there is a theoretical day that they're going to return, but you don't mm-hmm. know when. And, and really yeah. the question is, is like, are they going to return or are they going to like linger there for a while? And and then he uses the other parable, you know, imagine that a thief is potentially going to come and, and steal. But, but the question is like, is that thief going to come? Well, the parable says, no, the thief is going to come and the master is going to return. And so mm. live in light of that. Mm. So, you know, if you knew that Jesus was going to return tomorrow, if you knew the thief was going to come tonight, that would change how you lived and engaged in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, like if Jesus was coming tomorrow, like you would buy up your time in a different way than if you were just going to like, um, you, you know, if, if tomorrow was just going to be any old plain day, you would uniquely live in light of Christ's return. Mm. Um, and, and, and so what this passage is saying is, is that like, as we recognize that there is a day coming, a day of judgment, a day of, uh, of recompense, a day where the Lord is going to do something about the brokenness of this world, about the sinful nature of this world and the people within it, then living in light of that becomes super important. And for those who respond favorably, there will be blessing. Uh, you know, much will be given to them. They'll be set as masters over the household. But for those who respond negatively, they'll be cut up into pieces or they'll receive a severe beating. Yeah. Um, and, and so we see that there's like all sorts of implications to how we live in this life. And ultimately we ought to be living in light of the fact that Jesus is going to return. Yeah, you know, I think it's important here to not just be challenged and disturbed, but to also be comforted by yeah. this this justice and wrath that we see in this parable. You know, it's funny, Peter asked this clarifying question to Jesus' parable, and in, in true Jesus fashion, he returns with another parable. Yep. And so Peter's basically asking, is this for like all people or for us, like the leaders of this movement? Yeah. And then Jesus gives this parable that seems to be more pointed towards the leaders. And, and you know, it's it's the servant who says, my master is delayed in coming and begins to beat the male and female servants. And I think what Jesus is really outlining here is 
you know, this abuse of authority, this abuse of leadership and, and using it as leverage over other people. Mm. And that's actually squarely what Jesus places the crosshairs on. Mm. You know, that's the the one who's going to be cut up into pieces yeah. in the end of the parable. And that that's so that is a huge warning to you and I because yes. you know we've been entrusted by Christ's covenant with you know even by nature of just being in this room right now we we've been entrusted with a degree of leadership and with that you know there there's a severe warning that don't you dare leverage this against other people and, and so I think we actually see God's goodness really clearly in this and so I don't want us to miss that. And then Jesus goes into this, this passage, you know, and he foretells his death and resurrection as a baptism that he's come to be baptized with. And he, he's in great distress until it is accomplished. So that, that's an interesting picture into, you know, Jesus' psyche in his ministry that there's this underlying distress. Mm -hmm. And he also knows the consequence that, that, it, it is a disruptive sacrifice that, you know, it, it doesn't come and bring, you know, obviously we know through scripture that God's end goal is the restoration of the earth. It, it's peace on earth. It, yeah. it, it is, you know, the new Jerusalem, but that does not come, you know, without division first. And, and so that's kind of this paradox, this gospel paradox that we see here. And, you know, I mean, this is the type of verse, uh, Luke twelve fifty three. I do a lot of work with Help the Persecuted, mm-hmm. um, Josh Youssef's ministry in, in the Middle East. And, you know, for some people, this is such a real, real verse. Right. Like it's almost like a life verse that Jesus, you know, he he's come to set father against son yeah. and mother against daughter. And it's weird because it's like, okay, does Jesus like hate the, you know, nuclear mm-hmm. family unit? It's like, no, but we do see that, you know, that there is this individual bent uh, of salvation of who would follow the Lord. And, you know, when it comes to like the exclusivity of the faith, that's a, you know, that's a big like turning point away from faith for a lot of people and like a lot of my friends in this Mm -hmm. day and age. And, you know, I get it. And it's something that I've wrestled with, but the beauty of Jesus's exclusivity mm-hmm. is how free the inclusivity is that yeah. it's not, you know, this type of person is excluded right. and people with these credentials will be included, but it's that, you know, all he would freely welcome all who would turn to him. Yeah. And so if you will not turn to him, then, you know, the more, and this is like where this, uh, this principle of God's judgment comes in, the more you are called to turn to him and you turn away, like you are incurring the judgment upon yourself more than somebody who has never heard, but, you know, lives in disobedience. Yeah. And, and so it, it's, it's just a good warning. And, you know, we see God's goodness and his kindness that he, he will welcome all his kingdom is for the least it's yeah. for the marginalized it's for the oppressed. Right. And, and so, yet for those who turn to him. And Amen. so it, it's a it's a good warning. I don't know if you have any thoughts there yeah, or I mean, elsewhere. I think that's well said. And 
it's going to touch on what you said is going to touch on some things we'll cover in the next few chapters, you know, the cost of discipleship or, you know, who is great in God's kingdom versus, um, uh, you know, the, the high and exalted ones are the least of these. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll leave it at that, but you, you know, just as we kind of close our time out, I do think this, this word on interpreting the time is important. It, it strikes me that we live in a world, we live in a culture where we are super quick to exegete our culture, break things down. Um, you know, we could be so insightful on market trends. We can be insightful on uh, how Atlanta is going to grow, what neighborhoods are going to be nice in the future. Mm. Uh, you know, we're able to discern quite a bit. And, and yet here, Jesus is saying it's incredibly important that we not just be able to read the wind and and be able to uh, know the weather, but that we uh, would be able to interpret the present time. And and what he's, I think, getting at there is that this is a, a time where, where heaven is uniquely breaking into yeah. our present world. And, and we ought to live in light of that. Like, like mm-hmm. this is, this is some truth. that's not meant to be understood in the abstract. It's not meant to be understood as out there or in the future, but the kingdom of, of, of God is at hand. Yeah. And, and so we live in light of that today. Um, you know, we, we live our lives with reference to Jesus and his gospel and the fact that there are people who do not know him and there is a gospel that is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. And we can go in the power of the spirit proclaiming that gospel and seeing something more of God's kingdom mm. uh, taking root in this world. Uh, not fully, but but it is nevertheless present. And so, um, you know, we we recognize the unique time that we live in and we refuse to put our heads in the sand, but we live in light of that. Totally. And, and, and we do so to the glory of God. Yeah, you know, I uh, so Jason talks about this a lot and, you know, there are a lot of helpful voices, Truman, mm-hmm. uh, Con Hansen, but it's really easy to be a secular Christian right. in this day and age where you live with Christian values and Christian creeds, but you actually interpret life and you live life really as a secularist. Exactly. And, you know, like uh, Con Hansen, um, we, uh, for Think Through It with Jason, we recorded an episode with Con Hansen and he, he was saying this and I thought that this was such great insight, but he talked about how with COVID, you know, there was no shortage of Christian voices oh my goodness. interpreting the the times and events surrounding the right. pandemic. And, you know, some like there there was the whole spectrum was covered politically of, you know, people needing to be more cautious and get vaccinated, or people, you know, kind of bucking the system and, and you know, laying hold of their rights, whatever. And wherever you fall on that spectrum, I really don't care. <laughs> but, but he he was like you, we almost got, we basically got all the way through the pandemic and there was never really a prominent voice that was saying, maybe God is trying to tell us something. (sighs) Like maybe this is God's judgment. Maybe this is God trying to bring people back to, you know, like there was really no public discourse about that. It was all about rights and, you know, vaccinations and whatever. And it's almost like we missed the whole point because we have this Christian secularism where, we live with Christian values, Christian principles, but we don't actually really interpret things um, through a spiritual lens. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, yeah. that's convicting. 
And so I, I think that's a great word to close out on today is, you know, the, the things surrounding us, the, the events in the world and in your private life, uh, approach those expecting God to be at work around you and, and expecting God to be sovereign. Mm. And, and, you know, when we come with that expectation, you know, we'll actually begin to interpret things very differently. And, and we will be those, the faithful manager who, you know, is reading the signs, who is seeking God's spirit. And when the Lord returns or when we're called home, uh, we'll be found faithful. Amen. And so it's a great word and, and challenging and definitely encourage you, you know, with all these passages, there's so much more than we can get into in, you know, 15 to 20 minutes. And so please just spend time today uh, seeking God's spirit and interpreting these things um, accordingly. So for Jackson Randall, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.